Alright everybody, welcome to episode 32 of NPC Talk. My name is Inkernaut, and today is January 12th, 2016. And uh, I know it's been a while since I've done some NPC Talk uh, uploads, but let me tell you, I have not forgotten about you guys. Um, there's a lot of things going on with NPC Talk, and we're doing a lot of um, changes and evolving and stuff, so it's... Um, yeah, it, just a lot of things have been going on, so I haven't really been focusing as much on the recording aspect, which is, like, terrible because that's what you guys get to, um, you know, hear right away. Um, but uh, we're still alive, and please, 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 if you haven't already, go to facebook.com slash npctalk, one word, and uh, like, follow, and go there because I put my weekly news on that Facebook page. Um, but for today... We have uh, kind of a new series going on. I'll have this mini series going on while also um, while also having my regular recordings. So we'll have both things going on. But uh, this new series is called um, NPC Game Club, and it's with me, Ben, and Austin. And shoutouts to Ben because this was his main idea. And then I was kind of like, oh, you know, I'll um, I'll uh, kind of uh, record it and then put it on NPC Talk. And so. Uh, I guess how this new series is working is um, is it's a lot more casual focus, and we're more you know talking with each other about um, about an indie game we played together. So we'll so for this episode we played through a bird story and the two to the moon mini episodes, um, which all three are transitioning to episode two of to the moon, and um, so we all played it. And then we kind of just get together and talk about it without kind of like, without like an audience in mind, you know, and just more like casual conversation. Did we like it? Did we not? What did we think? And so, yeah. And so we'll be starting kind of this thing with the three of us, um, but we'll also have regular recordings going. I'm so sorry for not, um, so sorry for not uh, uploading anything recently, but, uh, but we are still alive and uh, yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the first episode of NPC Game Club, guys. Uh, hello. <laughs> I would I would say we should film. We should uh, re- do the whole game club with voices, but I can't keep up the hello, governor. I would laugh too much. <laughs> Calvary's here, love. A lovely day. <laughs> I just bought myself a pint. <laughs> what? I, I don't even a, know. A, what a pint. <laughs> Guess it's more of a glass. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. I'm like a single malt. I'm going hard tonight with ginger ale. I'm sitting here drinking hot chocolate. Lagavulin. What? A Cavalon? Why, that's a Taiwanese whiskey you have there, sir. Well, puts it down. <laughs> oh, pretty good. No, pretty good. Deeping. Man, fashion of deeping. Jijongji <laughs> Davai Davai Sick blood Alright uh, should, should we put a rough rough time schedule on this? Hold on I'm gonna get water while you guys mess around Sure Um, I think Um Congratulations <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I um I think 
an hour and a half, probably max. Okay. Sounds fine. Just so we don't just like you know. Ramble on forever. Say yeah, like say nothing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think and, by uh, by an hour and a and half, I'll, my brain's yeah. out. So yeah, that sounds fine. Uh-oh. Also, we also don't want to just like be like, well, we're done talking, but we have to fill time. So it's not not like a minimum limit or something, but right. also not a max limit. Like whatever, <laughs> just try it out. Wait. And then oh, that's yeah. when I said, that's not a gnome, that's an halfling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jolly good old chap. Shoot. Oh, wait, are, are we starting? Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. Well, I mean, there isn't really a... Yeah, so, uh, just in terms of recording for NPC Talk, since this is like the first go, Chris, I would just say... Just hit record, and we're just going to talk. Right? No intro, no whatever. You can just do it in post if you think it's good enough for you. Boom, step one complete. You're telling me to record on recording. Recordception. And then, that's when I said... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oops. Okay, so, um, Sir Ben, you have played the minisodes and Bird Story. Yeah, I did. I played a bird story yesterday or two days ago, something like that. Okay, I played it Monday. So, and you, so you guys have all you guys have all played the mini episodes also. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so uh, let's start with bird stories. Yes. I think we all have something to say about it. Ben and I were started talking about it yesterday. Like, is it a game? I don't know. Oh, oh. Is that the bone you got to pick? Yes. Wait, wait, but Chris, were you were you here for that conversation yes. with me and my, Austin and myself when we were talking about what constitutes a game and stuff? You yeah. were at least there for like the beginning of it, right? Yes. Okay. I, w- I was there, yeah, for the beginning of it. For the first half, I guess. Right. Um, and I think I remember we were all saying that we considered To the Moon to be a game and that it worked better as a game and not in a different media format. Yes, and we also agreed that To the Moon, while its story is 10 out of 10, as a game as a whole, it would be average at best because, sure, you know, mechanics. The uh, the, the poor game mechanics. Ooh. Yeah. So. Alright, alright, Chris, you got a bone to pick. Let's okay. Let's your bone. Okay. Bird story. So, you... Pl- you play To the Moon or Bird Story. You, you play the series for the story, right? I, like, to me, that's pretty indisputable. Like, I'm not playing it for the gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. For the experience, story, whatever. And then, and then they give us Bird Story? Like, uh, it was like, um, like a filler. Wait, so you're not even talking about the fact it's, like, not really a game. You're... I'm talking Not about satisfied with the narrative. Yeah, that's hmm, okay. that's what I'm disappointed that's about. A, that's a different direction than <laughs> than the conversation Ben and I had. Okay, like, so you didn't like the story? Because like, okay, because you pay money for a game, right? I'm paying money. I'm I'm paying money for a story. I'm paying money to be satisfied by the narrative and experience of 
quote-unquote playing a game or experiencing a game. And then Bird Story pulls up this um, cliffhanger crap. And I'm like... Um, uh, I paid for it. I'm making noises with Ben right now. <laughs> <laughs> really? You guys didn't think it was... No, no, keep going. I, I just and I the... just wanted to make a noise. <laughs> and then, and then like... So I, I feel like... Okay, because obviously Bird Story is going to have a sequel, right? Mm-hmm. And so I pretty much just paid for a transition episode. Well, yeah, but it was, it was, it was advertised as such, right? It yeah, was, it was you should have known before buying it that it was supposed to be an hour long, uh, narrative that describes, that's kind of like an introduction or a prequel to the upcoming episode. Oh. Yeah, Chris, that was in the game description. Oh. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> so you didn't read the advertisement. Uh, well, they should have put it in the beginning of the game, okay? <laughs> what? 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 Want... Wait, then it's too late. You already bought it. I know. What oh. do they want? Well, I don't know. I, I know what you mean. But at the same time, I think uh, it sounds like you bought the game and played it without being informed as to what it was supposed to be. This second game from Kongao, A Bird Story, is not a sequel, but apparently tangentially related. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, so that that uh, boy that you see in a bird story is gonna be the next the, the old man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here you go, Chris, on the store page. Well, okay, if they advertise it, then uh... well, it, well, the funny thing, Ben, I specifically call you out based on our conversation of is bird story a game? Bird story is an interactive pixel animation. Yeah, yeah. It never calls itself a game. That's fine. That's yeah. So well, it's, we can definitely say it's not a game. So that, I mean, well, let, let's just okay to fill in Chris uh, with the uh, that like the five minute conversation that Austin and I I had yesterday. Yeah, we were saying, or at least I was saying, when I was playing it, I wasn't at all entirely sure whether it was or was not a game. And then we were looking at like the Wikipedia's definitions and criterias for what would be a game and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of hard to say. Like we were talking about, like a book, specifically like a choose your own adventure book. The, you could even that. consider that a that to be a game, right? I think mm-hmm. on Wikipedia you will even see that its genre is listed as a game book, mm. right? So there is a bit of uh, interaction and and some sort of agency with which you, the reader, takes on the role of the protagonist and can make choices that influences the outcome of the story, right? Mm-hmm. So, is is a choose your own adventure book more of a game than a bird story? Uh, yes. So, yeah. So it it's, <laughs> it gets. I think like so. If we really wanted to be like technical, we'd probably have to start defining for ourselves what we consider to be what are like the criterias that makes something a game and something not a game. Okay. Okay. Right. But I, I think it's, like, unless we really felt the need to, like, I don't really care. I think just the fact that it's, like, gray tells you enough. Like, okay. I, I, I'm okay with it being, like, not a black and white thing also. It's not just a game or not a game. It's, like, there are games, there are things that are clearly not games, and there are stuff that are kind of in the middle that's kind of like, eh, and like, I can see it going both ways. Mm-hmm. I think, I guess, hey, Bird Story for me kind of kind of lies in that area. Hey, Chris, I just want to point out, if you really didn't like the game, uh, the de- developers themselves acknowledged that 
uh, birth story is can be rather polarizing, and so they actually offer a one hundred percent personal and confidential refund policy. So if you really don't like that, however much you spent on it, no, it was advertised. It's, it's, it's how, it's how much did you spend on it? I don't know. Uh, I you bought on sale, right? I bought on sale, yeah. That's like less than two dollars. It was like one something, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Check it <clears> real quick. So let's talk about the plot then, because uh, one seventy four. Yeah, one seventy four. You really want that one seventy four dollars? I mean, it could be right. Like it was like, how long did it take you to play, Chris? Um. Oh, I have the thing. Yeah, it took me see. eighty minutes. Yeah, that's about the same for me. Yeah. yeah. So. Same for me. Like it was a narrative-wise, I thought it was a, a somewhat cliche. Well, but interestingly done. I I, I don't know if it's is it fair to try to like rate its narrative though, because I think it it we really have to keep in mind the purpose of the uh, this piece, right? It wasn't meant to be like a. F- Full blown. Right. right. Game yep. thing. Well, what did you think the purpose was? And you're right. Like I, I agree, the narrative I don't think is the actual purpose of the game. Well, so I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm more or less with Chris on this one. I actually think that this shouldn't have been like uh, released separately. As oh, a, I agree. As a you know, pay five yeah. or ten dollars. How much the original amount is to play? Yeah. And I think if anything, it should have been like another mini episode like thing, mm-hmm. or maybe uh right before they release episode 2 give a little teaser for everyone who's you know fans of the series mm-hmm. to get a sneak peek or not a sneak peek but a you know a bit more into the background of who you're going to be looking at cuz i think you know you could have gone into episode 2 without playing a bird story right it would have been fine but i agree i'm guessing that when you play episode 2 there are going to be little things here and there where you're going to be like oh yeah like that makes sense cuz that was from a bird story or something mm. so there's probably going to be some like, you know, revisiting of things and stuff. So, yeah, it, it kind of sucks that they released it as like a separate game, um, and it is, I guess, slightly misleading. And probably not everyone's going to be reading the uh, description and stuff. <laughs> Who right? doesn't Clearly. read the ads? <laughs> Clear. uh, <laughs> uh, um, um, I I would have liked I would have liked it very much if it was released like along with the episode two or maybe just as a mini episode on to the uh, to the moon episode one i agree uh, but i so yeah so in that sense like like w- would you rate the narrative of the mini episode like i i wouldn't like i was like that's just a little like special thing that they released it gives you a little bit more time with the characters like i was perfectly fine with it okay right? so it seems like a bit of a it's a it's a distance between what was expected and what was received. Here, right, right. So let's let's uh, what are, what are some good things about this then? Right. Like I agree. This is a gr- this is a a fun teaser. I will say at the very end when it showed the full timeline, from like just like the, the to the moon timeline that comes up as you're transitioning from, uh, era to era. I was like, yeah, looking forward to the next game. Just like the, just seeing the timeline got me pretty excited. Mm. Um, I'll be right back real quick. Yeah. So, okay. go for it, Chris. Um, so since 
since now I know that it's another transition episode, like a mini episode. I think it, it definitely. I agree with you guys. It definitely should have been treated as a mini episode and not touted closer to a game, aka asking for payment. Um, I think the the cheap price that we've paid is a fairly fair price. Mm-hmm. But that aside, like, so it, I yeah, think for it makes it seem like a game. Yeah, like, feels a little weird. I think um I think my opinion of Bird Story, knowing what I know now, will I think my opinion of Bird Story will be determined by um episode two of To the Moon. Hmm, fair enough. Because either either Bird Story is gonna come off as a as a cash grab by saying by them like saying like, Oh, you know, check out this mini episode and then it like doesn't really relate to episode too much and you're just like oh why did we even have this why did why did we even pay money for this transition thing mm-hmm. or it's going to be like a really like deep-seated background thing where it's not necessary to enjoy episode two but if you really want to go deep into you know the characters and the background it'll and add stuff, that it'll add that little extra yeah then then it's it shows eggs everywhere then yeah then it shows that um so- it's it's like a DLC. It was like a DLC, right? Yeah, it feels like it should have been. It's a DLC. like a Shadow Broker. Like right. you don't need it to you don't need it to play the whole series. But mm-hmm. if you do, it definitely adds, or it it potentially will add. I a, disagree. I think Shadow Broker is a necessary <laughs> part of Mass Effect Two. Yeah, oh, okay. how dare true. you? Let's not, okay, let's not steer this. I I gave a bad example. Let's not steer this. <laughs> she okay. should have said uh, the Overlord DLC. Sure. Anyway, so, but so, I feel like I feel like um, that's that's not a good example. I want I want to <laughs> know you. I want to know Freebird Freebird Games's. I think I, I just want to know their um, kind of like their heart for the story, and yeah. I think Bird Story will be a good um, gauge to see like how involved they are like personally with that story. You know, because yeah, it's you like, know you know what I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that same thing because um, I felt like. I saw more mention of that, you know, the creator or founder or whatever his name was more than like the studio name. So it felt more like it was, you know, his thing, his thing, you know, Mm, mm -mm. like it's different for, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's slightly unfair because, you know, I have absolutely no idea, you know, to what, what ratio of work like was done by him compared to the rest of the people it, mm-hmm. or whatever like I don't know how many people are in the studio and everything but um, but still it, 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 it did strike me a little odd I definitely feel like this is more of his so so the creator's name is uh, let's see Can Can uh, I was going to say Con yeah Con Con Can. Scow. yeah Chinese. I butchered that I'm guessing it definitely feels like this is more of his like own personal experimental thing. Uh, so, on the note of what was good about it, I enjoyed their take on storytelling without dialogue. Oh, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they cut a little close with the, oh, I want to look for water kind of thing. But it's not kind of in the same way that, well, not to the degree, but in the same way that Wally was interesting because the main protagonist didn't have dialogue. Um, they took the there's no dialogue anywhere, which I thought was 
it's not something you see often in games, if at all. No, that's not true. A lot of platforming games have no dialogue and use symbols and whatnot instead, and you infer things. Uh, it's a good narrative game without dialogue. I agree. And I think they did that well. You know why it works, though, is it works because of its its sort of a childish innocence. And right? also the familiarity of the story. To, to like, you know, this, this idea that boy finds animal, bird. Boy befriends animal, bird. The boy wrestles with the idea of... You just of, say bird instead of animal. Boy wrestles <laughs> with idea of letting animal, bird go. <laughs> boy eventually mat- finds maturity or, like, grows. With the animal? No, bird? just just grows internally and animal bird is released into the wild it's free willy etc without an actual antagonist well yes um okay so you're you're saying that the story contained within a bird story was was a very familiar one and it helps having a familiar story that so the audience we don't need we don't need actual dialogue to figure out what's going on, to identify with the emotions that the story is trying to portray. Because we've seen this before with dialogue. And well, so you're, are, are you making the claim or are you, are you hypothesizing that the no dialogue thing was intentional? Like that was a design decision? I think that was a design des- decision, yeah. I'm not, I'm not convinced. Really? Yeah. It, it it could have it could have definitely been just for the sake of uh, smaller effort. Uh, despite being narrative driven, like most of my games, the story is told without dialogues. I believe that's actually mentioned also in the game description that it's a no dialogue. Or I guess being the description, the game description doesn't mean that much. Yeah, that that's that's marketing. It's it's not something like you have. Well, I'm not necessarily saying that they have like this you know horns and negative intent or something like that mm-hmm. just saying i'm not necessarily convinced that you know it was all done with this like all grand design intent like oh i want to specifically make a 1 hour long interactive narrative thing with no dialogue with a well very I generic think, story i think despite their intent I think that not having dialogue, um, I think it made the story better. So whether or not they designed it that way, I think um, at the end of the day, not putting in dialogue was the better choice. Yeah, and I won't argue with you on that. I actually, um, while playing it, uh, um, I drew a lot of parallels with a bird story with uh, Calvin and Hobbes, actually. Oh, very nice. That was... um, yeah, I, I thought it was very similar to that. So I don't know if you guys have seen like uh, Robot Chicken. Yeah, I have. Um, like <laughs> the Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. So so I I know that that one's a little bit more you know dark humor like thing, but yeah. that same aspect of bringing the comic strip uh, or the the kind of that feel of the comic strip in an to animated reality. format. Yeah, because that's kind of like what it was, right? Like it's not like there really was this giant paper plane that he was flying in this through the sky with. Correct. 
right? It's all it's all imaginative, and I know I know Austin was telling me that it was kind of it's like a dream, but I'm not necessarily convinced that it was a dream. Maybe it was mm-hmm. a dream. It could be no, a dream. I, it could be that he's just remembering things, or it could just be you know it, it's his childlike imaginations of how he's perceiving the events around him. Yeah, I would agree more with your perspective on it. I don't think this. I definitely didn't think it was a dream. I I think I was trying to say it's more dreamlike. Surreal is a good way to put it. It's a surreal yeah, de- story. To definitely, me. definitely the beginning, right? Yeah. Where you, uh, where you, uh, where the he he doesn't have a name, right? With a boy, uh, I don't think he ever. He progresses backwards in time, and you're not allowed to push the uh, the forward button. Like pushing the forward button takes doesn't... you backwards, right? Right. Did it take you backwards? Does uh, it doesn't matter? Yeah, it takes you backward, and it showed the clock, and then. Um, doing the up-down buttons moved you in the up-down directions, but it would shift his body to orient the opposite direction. So it gave that sense of something is not entirely real, right? It, that portion definitely had a dreamlike uh, nature to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of other sequences, but not so much. The rest of it was a little bit blurred, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to say. Maybe, if anything, you can consider this to be like a part of the... Uh, like boot up or startup sequence of the whole machine thing, who knows? Mm. Right? Oh, maybe. So okay, can we just say though that uh, if we assume it's a memory, mm-hmm. and we assume that the silhouettes of people that he meets or sees during the the memory are people are things that he goes, I know a person was here, or I know it was crowded, but I don't remember, you know, the person's face or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. we he, saw that in To the Moon also. Yeah, the movie theater. He, but in, but this little child, however, remembers the body of the teacher and the veterinarian, both female and older. That sly dog <laughs> doesn't remember their faces too well, so silhouette, but their body. That's, that's true. Their I, body I, was I, fully I, formed. I, I imagine it more to be like a, a nightmare situation, right? Like he identifies them as their profession. Yeah, but their actual identity is irrelevant to the memory itself. Yeah, it's, no, it wasn't about who they were. It was the teacher and the vet. Um, two things, though. One, did you notice that the first time when you're going through the playgrounds, um, and you know the kids were bullying him and stuff, or at least that one kid in the class and stuff. Yep. yep. Uh, you, walk, you walk through the silhouettes, right? Yes. yes. They so they're intangible. Yes, but after he shows off uh, the bird in class, they are they are now tangible, and they wave to you. Yeah, you can interact with them afterwards. Yeah, um, that was cool. I just wanted to point that out. And secondly, um, it they almost made it seem like the vet might have been his uh, single mother parent. Did either of you get that? Ah, uh, because the vet walked in directly yeah. into his bedroom that one time. Yeah. Oh, good catch. Didn't think of that. The vet walked into the bedroom? Yeah, there's one scene where the vet directly walked into the bedroom. Well, it was like a clash, right? Like, because the scene just shifted uh, suddenly. Yeah. So you're like in the bedroom and oh. then the vet walks in and then the setting just suddenly shifts from his bedroom to the outside or whatever, right, right, whatever right, it was. Right, right. That was weird. Um, And you know that it's... I think... I'm pretty sure it's a single parent because... I think after the first night, if you go to the bed, mm-hmm. um, you notice that the covers have only been like ruffled up on one, one side. side. Mm. Yeah. And to go yeah, off your I, point, I agree with that. That's cool. To go off your point, when the vet helps the bird, 
uh, you're the one that has to go around and help. Right. Bring up- exactly. Exactly. So it exactly. implies a familiarity with the. Uh, yeah. The office. Yeah, I don't think people would normally do that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kid, just go and grab me some of those splints over there. <laughs> yeah, let me know when you find them. <laughs> um, but I am willing to go so far as to say that a bird story was more polished than to the moon. Oh, yeah. I um, agree. They seem to have learned to tell you to use your keyboard earlier. Right. So it's the those little things like um, prompting you for the controls. Um, the uh, The way in which you interact with the world felt more on point. Mm-hmm. Like if I move to a certain place and click on something, it seemed to do what I wanted. Where, yep. Yep. Whereas in Tuna Moon, there were a few times where it's like, oh, I want to click on that. But you have to like kind of like click a little to the side or above it and so like that. Responsiveness okay. is better. Overall. Here, here yeah. we go. Here we go. Bird Story is a game. Because there's that one scene where you compete with the bird to see who gets stuck on more Oh, step on ten puddles, make ten <laughs> puddles flashes faster. That's it. We're done. This conversation's over. Yeah. First story is a game. Okay. Was it a competition? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but I okay. Just, I, just, I just remembered that. Question. Yeah. Do you think Bird Story um was better because it was a game? As opposed to an uh like a short story or a short film? Yes. Uh, that's okay. A question. Okay. Personal bias. I like games more than I like short stories or short films. So, games, even if it's just a interactive animation, is one of my more preferred media. Okay, that's totally so, fair. So, so I like it more because it's a game, but I think it can work well if I like looking for subtle clues in a film or something. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it would work just as well. I, I'm not sure how well it would work as a short story because you might lose some of the the ability to hint at things without being obvious. I think it's much more difficult to write a narrative that way. Mm-hmm. Have uh, you guys have you guys seen the uh, mini web comic thing on their website? I have not. Yes, I have. I, I just link. linked it to you. Ooh. So I'm gonna read this later. So it's 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 not like like a canon thing or a lore like thing, but it's just a fun little silly it's a little thing, cutesy thing. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, but I I so I'm not saying that it works better or that it doesn't work better as a game or whatever. Um, but I c- can see. It could have definitely been, I think, a free thing that they just released in comic form like that. And you would get a good enough sense of what they were trying to convey, I think, mm. um, with, say, a webcomic uh, format. Um, I will say, though, that the paper airplane part where, you know, you find the airplanes and you go through the bird's nest. Oh, yeah. The, I truly truly enjoyed being able to play that part because i went i went back and forth between the scenery um quite a bit purely just to enjoy it the art was really nice i really enjoyed the backgrounds that they had um sure very pretty (laughs) 
I liked sure. it. I liked it a lot. Right. Subjective right. opinions. Of course. <laughs> I I was more impressed. I mean, like, you know, the pixel art or like, you know, 8, 16-bit or whatever sort of graphics is not new to me. Um, they don't really have so much of a novelty for me. Um, and I, I've discussed this with Austin in length, but... Um, to me, it's a you know it's a lack of capital or time or effort or skill, um, with, which you need to use, um, you know these kinds of technologies as your medium, right? Um, but I will say I thought it what was very good mm-hmm. was the design of the like the the atmosphere of it, the way they transition between uh, scenery by. Um, you know, you like walk out your front door and now it's like the street and then you walk past the street and then the trees kind of mingle with the lockers. Yeah, and did you like those lockers trees? Yeah, like, I, like those I thought things too. like that were definitely, were definitely really cool. And if anything, little details like that would be a convincing argument for me that it worked better as a, like an interactive visual novel game-like thing than like a webcomic or a short novel or whatever. Um, and I think like those other little facts, like, you know, seeing that the other people are intangible and then later you find that they are tangible and they wave at you and stuff like little things like that seem to me, um, like it makes it more worthwhile that I played it as a game. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, the $5 price tag is definitely, I think it's, It's I'm not sure what they were thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that makes me a little bit eh, like it feels like a you know cash grab on the uh, yeah after after the hype with to the moon yeah and it's not like to the moon was a polished game either like like we said at the very beginning you know it's a you know it's a it's a you know it's a fairly good narrative story not I'm not I don't think it's necessarily novel the idea of the traversing through the memories and stuff maybe but the it. The entire narrative in its entirety, I don't think it's like particularly, you know, I don't know if I'll go so far as to say it's 10 out of 10, but it definitely was really good. And I definitely enjoyed it. You very mean, much. you mean, but the it was narrative not, was yeah. necessarily 10 out of 10. All right. Yeah. That's fair. yeah. Um, but I, but again, yeah, let's say, let's say I consider it like a nine. Let's say, whatever. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I wouldn't call it a 10 out of 10 either. But, like Chris said, you know, it's it, it's not like a good game or anything, right? But it seems like the studio or either the creator or something kind of took took the hype of to the moon and say, you know, they can make you know quite a bit of money by releasing this, you know, short little prequel thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was telling Austin, I think it depends on episode two of To the Moon, right? To see right, right. whether Bird Story was, you know, worthwhile. And something they really care about, or whether it was just a freaking transitional cash grab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess only time will tell on that. Um, I don't know if there's been any other updates with regards to when when that might be out. I know I saw like a Twitter picture where he released a screenshot of the episode two. I, I think um, just as an overall summary, I th- I think to the uh, or a bird story, not to the moon. I'm gonna talk about that. A bird story does many things right from an artistic standpoint. I just think if it was free, I think we'd all be, you know, fairly happy with. Oh, if it was free, I would say like th- this is if this was 
meant to be like hype builder for episode two and it was free, and I'd be like, hey, like I, I definitely would buy episode two. Yeah, if it's, it's going to be it, like it's, a, if this is any indicator for the, you know, a higher level of polished quality that we can expect from episode two from to the moon, then yeah, I, I would definitely buy it. Yeah, I agree. It's a, uh, as a standalone, it's pretty fun. As a standalone that we had to pay for, it gets kind of dicey there. Um, so, you no, know, less than two dollars. I think it's fine. Um, now, going to, do we have anything else we want to say about a bird story? Otherwise, let's talk about hype for episode two, aka minisodes. Um, well, yeah, good. Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. I was just gonna say I agree with Austin. I enjoyed the art. Mm. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed like the the no dialogue narrative. The art was I enjoyed flying around just like you did, Chris. And like Ben, I enjoyed how they made transitions from scene to scene. Like I enjoyed the surreal aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was really fun yeah. that way. I it, it yeah, was that like definitely cool. Yeah, if it was just like here's where your building ends, here's a playground walk to your apartment even if it's just like reduced distance if they didn't do the surreal like transitions i think the game would be a lot more eh. it would be a little stale i think i'm like yeah. eh, like now it just feels like a chore for me to you know push down the arrow key yeah, and actually I, I, I will admit a lot of the portions it f- did feel like a chore like yeah. like i have to like you know toggle between up and right to like go up this diagonal path and stuff it's like yes eh, I didn't. I didn't need that. It didn't. It didn't give me anything. Yeah, um, I agree. I think they tread a fine line between making something that's fairly mediocre and not really interesting, and something that had enough going on that you know, like we we all came out satisfied. If not, if it was free, we'd be pretty happy and hyped up. Yes. Right? So you know, I think it had a lot going for it. Yeah, I'm actually surprised uh, that the reviews are not more mixed on Steam. How not mixed are they? I mean, it's it's very positive with 3,000 reviews. I forget exactly how the Steam rating system works. Let me, I can probably figure that out. But um, I, I mean, I think... with 3,000-ish reviews, I would have been surprised if it was a little bit more on the mixed side. Yeah, for sure. I think the... The important part is seeing how many people actually bought it when it's uh, on sale and think it's like I think it's worth the two dollars I paid. I'm like, yeah, okay, for two dollars, yeah, it's definitely a thumbs up recommended for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If I had paid six dollars, I might I'd be more negative. Uh, about it. It's uh, originally five four nine nine. Right. If I paid the five dollars, I would probably feel fairly unhappy but also the developers did put that they have a return pol- a refund policy yeah and that probably helps a lot as well if you look at the metacritic rating granted metacritic is it's a bit more uh, mm. uh a lot of people have agendas <laughs> yeah but that's like it's significantly lower right so i feel like the people who end up actually paying for the game and and like recommending it either bought it for cheaper or it was gifted to them, so it's free. Or they just had money to spare, and they saw it more as like a oh, I just like a not 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 donation per se, but kind of the I want to support your studio or support your yeah. 
game, so uh, or, yeah, or, Earth. and maybe they you know find find more entertainment value from you know this kind of style of game, which is similar to to the moon, and mm-hmm. you know it works for them. Then sure, you know whatever whatever yeah. works, but it definitely is short. You know, yeah, um, I think. Uh... Yeah, I that, that yeah. I think that that's all I have to say about Bird Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Episode Chris. two. Okay, <laughs> so let's so that obviously episodes. Yep, mini episode time. <laughs> yes. This is there anything uh, talk about for mini episode one, which is definitely the more filler, like oh, la 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 one. Um. Yeah. Okay, let's get there into. There is. Let's just go in chronological order then. Okay, so I I haven't I played it a little while ago, so I don't sure remember like all the details, um, but I thought it was really great that we get to um, play a little story that reveals a bit more about the relationship between um, the two doctors, for one. Mm-hmm. Right? Even if the it doesn't progress, even if it doesn't give us any, um, you know nibblings for what the grander narrative is like Mm -hmm. just the fact that you get to see a bit more um of what the relationship between the two doctors is like i think is a was a very good move on their part Mm -hmm. um because it helps to i think set the scene that you know it's not just about these episodic things right it it shifts focus and says yeah like the grander thing that's underlying all the episodes is important yeah yeah um so i thought that was really good and um, that really helped me to get like more on board with this uh, idea of being committed to uh, whatever this series is called. I don't think it has a name, but no, I don't it's the To the Moon series. Apparently, episode two is going to be called Finding Paradise, so mm-hmm. not sure about that. Um, I'm just going to call it the To the Moon series, I guess. Yeah, um, that sounds fine. But yeah, um, that, mm-hmm. and um, it did... That first mini episode did raise a few questions, right? So mm, that's it, true. It, it foreshadowed. Us, yeah, into it gave us two. some. It gave us some. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Tension, drama. <laughs> it, it gave us some description of what the current uh, situation is like for for Sigmund Corp, right? Yep. Yep. So apparently, they have these protests that go on in the. Yeah, I wonder what that's about. Stuff. Like that—that's kind of interesting, right? I—I I, I wouldn't have thought that there would be something like that before. But now we yeah. know that there is. Yeah. We know that there are a certain number of doctors. Um, and they all work in pairs. Uh, yes. It seems like it, right? Like they're always they all have, at the they party. All they're pairs. all like paired up-ish. Yes, they all work in pairs. Um, you got to see a bit more dynamic between the different people. Yeah. Um. So, um, I wanted to. Um, talk about the way they presented the protesters did you think uh-huh. i didn't think it was a point where they they had to make it so mysterious throughout the first minisode because i thought it was zombies i was like because <laughs> you know they're like oh they're back again and they're, you know, zombies? <laughs> they're really angry yeah i was like i was like what's going go on outside mindless zombies Why yeah zombies it's uh pa- patients where they should have died while they were in the uh, <laughs> Oh, but they didn't die. Of course, of course. <laughs> I was like, and then oh, and then it was just protesters, and I was like, why did they have to scare me like that? Oh, actually, I think it's a. I think maintaining the mystery of the protesters is really. 
good. It's really smart. Well, there there was a there was a short little shot of them, right, where you got to see right. them holding signs and stuff. Yeah, but you don't see what's what they're protesting against. You don't know what part of what they do as a corporation is potentially morally ambiguous. Um. Okay, sure. I, I I'm not gonna disagree with that, but I think they they did slightly talk about it amongst themselves. They did, yes. Yeah. In episode uh, two, though, I think. I don't remember the specific words they used, but I feel like it was something along the lines of, um, you know, people. There are people who don't like the idea of you messing around with, you know, people's brains. Yeah. Dying. But you're right. I, 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 like I said, I'm not going to disagree with you. It, it does leave a, leave some questions. We don't know exactly what it is that they want, or exactly why they are offended or feel the need to protest. The other yeah. way of thinking about it is perhaps protesting the, the potential of the technology. What do you mean? And that kind of gets into. Uh, mini episode two. <laughs> I'm ready to move to episode two, man. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's quick. all. That's all I really had for. Before I move uh, too quick, one. I did enjoy the mini game that uh, Neo put together. <laughs> <laughs> it is very silly. It's very easy. I I died once just to see what would happen. I was what, like, you died happen? once. <laughs> what happened? I don't remember. Okay. I think just game's over and just restart. Well, then, what exactly is the point of you, Austin? <laughs> <laughs> That's a just, Sherlock just, epi- just That's a Sherlock movie. reference, by the way. But. Oh well, I haven't watched the third season. Well, then, what exactly is the point of you, Austin? The third season is out. Man. Shut up, shut up. So <laughs> sorry. <okay. laughs> uh, it was fun. I actually had like revisiting uh, the memories in this weird game version. I was like, oh yeah, I remember. I like this game, and it was fun. The music was good. I thought the pixel interpretation of the lighthouse and whatnot from an original already a pixelized game <laughs> is even even better yeah i just thought that was a fun break i saw some people don't like it i was like well, well i think for some people who haven't played in a while it's just kind of like a a nice kick and kick to restart your memory and be like oh yeah well i i'm probably one of those people though I didn't. I didn't necessarily like the game in and of itself. I mean, it wasn't a good game. But I like no. Like I didn't enjoy playing it. Is what I mean, right? It didn't. It didn't um, entertain me. The fact that I was playing that game, mm-hmm. but I liked the idea of it, right? Because it revealed, it revealed us, and it reminded us of what Watts's character is like, right? And yeah. and that part I thoroughly enjoyed. I was like, this is so silly. I can't believe I'm doing this. But yeah. I'm definitely going to go through to the end. To the I, end. I agree. Uh, as I mentioned, maybe during the To the Moon podcast itself, or on the side with you, Ben, I'm definitely a more of a narratively driven player. Sure. So the narrative content of the game made up for the lack of actual worthwhile gameplay. I yeah, thought... At least it wasn't buggy gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought, um, I thought the fact that the game... The mini game inside the mini sode, like, kind of sucked. I thought that was like almost part of the charm, though, right? Because Neil made it, and you're just yeah. kind of like, Pfft. yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. That's that's what I mean. So, like, 
like actually playing the game wasn't particularly entertaining, but <laughs> I liked the fact that you know it was made by Neil. Yeah, it was his gift to Eva. And stuff. Maybe Eva got just as frustrated as you were playing the game. <laughs> like, this is a terrible game. <laughs> maybe I mean, maybe they broke the fourth wall there. Yeah, well, I, I, I think I think that's kind of I think that's kind of the point, right? Um, you know, she was kind of like, "What the heck is this?" And especially when she sees that she herself is like the, the zombie Eva. <laughs> Um, but it, you know, it definitely set up for a, a nice little moment they had at the later when she used the recorder. Yeah, towards the end of episode one, right? Oh yeah, that was kind of interesting too. I forgot about that whole recorder part. But he does he records something. I forget exactly what he records the party at the very end when they're all oh, having a happy feel good moment. Yeah, and the recorder's that, on on the table, and I think. That I thought that was really interesting because they spe- specifically showed a little artwork thing for that, you know. Mm-hmm. That's true. They did. You know what else is interesting? Episode two. Episode two. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Okay, let's get into it. All right, time for all the conspiracy theories to come to light. So, so a lot of stuff happens in episode two, right? That kind of makes you start thinking what the heck is actually going on yeah. is this real life or is, or it, is it just a fantasy oh my gosh <laughs> so let's, like, let's try to like, go through stuff right so neil decides to stay and he's working on some solo project yes. mm-hmm. power shuts down right yes. he goes down to the basin to restart the generator and he goes through the locks to figure out what happened Manual shut down by himself. By someone logged in as him. with his credentials. Yes. Yeah. So that's like something weird because he explicitly says, he explicitly is surprised and does not remember doing that. He says that's not possible, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he says. Um, other weird things that happen. Eva in the car sees herself. The ghost version or something of herself. Yep. Um, and the big kicker that I remember, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else before I reveal the big kicker, but the big kicker is obviously at the post-credit scene. Post? Was it post-credit? It's post-credit. So they rolled the credits, and then they had the scene where Eva is like at the door. Oh, you're right. It was post-credits. You're right. With her sister, and then it flickers. Yeah. And then suddenly... You see Eva sitting in a what I presume is a dark room by herself with the uh, machine that they use to jump through memories. So she's wearing the helmet that yes. they all wear to go into someone's mind. And there's no one operating the machine. Yes. It's just her. She opens her eyes. She closes them and she returns to the Eva that's talking to her sister. Yes. Ooh, so that's yeah. a big kicker, right? Yes. So the, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else that raised eyebrows. Oh, I think um, uh, she, what was you, the name of the other doctor? Which who, one? Who she called to pick up the girl? Lee and the kids. Yeah, the other girl doctor um, that was there. She said, oh yeah, you called me to pick up these people. And then I think Eva was confused. I, I'll double check that right now. I, she? Was I, she? I think there was a... Yeah, I'm I don't gonna think check, I caught that. I'm going to check that. Because Eva was like, I did? 
I'm gonna look it up right now. But was there anything else you guys remember regarding uh strange? Yeah. Um, you abuse? as Eva, when when you play as Eva, you can go down to the basement and see that the power was shut down by uh, Watts. Yeah, right. your credentials. Hmm. I did enjoy Neil hitting Eva with the broomstick. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's an aside. Did you guys get to read the diary? Yes, I read it for the second. Oh, yes. I didn't read it for the first one. I missed it. I put it away. The first Miniso diary is fairly inconsequential. I think it's supposed to be something about like how she misses her garden or something, right? Yeah, it's just something like, you know, she's like overworked and she hasn't been home in a while. Something along those lines. The second it's one, did you read yeah. it, Chris? Or you skipped that one too? I missed it. I didn't even know. <sighs> uh, by the way, that, that other doctor was Dr. Roxanne Winters. Mm, cutie. The blonde one, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, anyway, the second entry. Uh, the second entry, the the explicit part that is important is Eva feels like someone's been following her. Really? Really as in, really wow. that's the explicit should... part? Or really as in that was actually part of it? Yeah, I, sh- I should go replay that just to see the diaries. So the first one's not that important. I, I looked it up because I missed the first time. Um, the second time, I was like, I'm, I know the diary will be put away, so I'm yeah. not going to touch it. Well, for science, so I know the I know what happens if you do click on that Zipa. Like, the first time, she'd be like, oh, no, this is my diary. I'm going to put it away. And the second time, she's like, oh, no. Like, I should really put this away before mm-hmm. someone else sees it again. So I, what I thought was actually interesting was you don't see Eva take it back out from the hiding place, right? Mm. So somehow, it, even if you were to have... Uh, hit it the first uh, yeah. episode. If you went and hide, uh, hid the journal the first time, it still appears on your desk again, mm-hmm. which is I thought was really interesting. That is when interesting. I was playing it with Jenny. Actually, we were I was saying like, "Oh my god, it was the other Eva who put it out so that Neo can read it or something like that." Uh, anyway, but that's speculation. Here is uh, the. Diary entry from Minisode number two. Uh, Dear Diary, I can't believe how busy the season's been. They say you get used to it patient by patient, but it never stops taking a toll. It's going to be nice when the days get warmer soon. I haven't been, I haven't even been eating enough vegetables lately. I miss my garden. I guess I'll have to endure a few more of these hectic months. Oh well. At least it takes my mind off this nagging feeling that someone's been following me. Eva Mm. R. Uh, ju- just to be entirely correct, when Neil checks the power generator, he he says to himself in parentheses, "I don't understand. This can't be right. This must be a glitch in the system." That's what he says. Mm. Um, and that's really interesting that she she says that she feels like she's being followed. All right, guys, this is the end of part one of episode thirty-two of NPC Talk, and also. Um, the first episode of NPC Game Club, and hopefully you're enjoying it, you guys. Um, I know these episodes are probably going to be about two parts per Game Club, just because um, we're kind of going for like a little bit of a longer conversation. 
and so um, I can tell you though, part two is a lot more um, a lot more hype and exciting. So um, yeah, um, for now, guys. <laughs> oh shoot, I forgot my outro. Um, oh yeah, but for tonight, guys, we are out. <laughs>